Welcome back to the next part of this Truth and Rhythm episode. Be sure to subscribe to this channel. If you've already done so, please share it with friends. Also become a member by joining Truth and Rhythm on Patreon or consider donating at funkinstuff.net. Thank you so much for your interest and support. Enjoy. So you were playing mostly like rhythm guitar. Did, did you get any lead spots? I got I got a few lead spots, um, you know. I was just holding it down for the most part. It was just so many leads up there, you know. But they gave me a few shots. They gave me a few spots. And the thing about me is that, like, although I'm talking <laughs> a lot, <laughs> um, I don't really talk about what I do a lot. So. People don't really know, so they think, you know, he's not, you know, what do they have him for, just whatever, whatever, you know, those, these are things that I've uh, experienced over the years, and then they give you the opportunity, because I would always stay ready, just in case, you know what I mean, and, and let it rip, and shred it up, like, I, I can get on with the best of them. You know, because there's no way that I'm not going to be able to hold mine down after being around them. Like being around Blackbird every night and being around Michael Hampton every night, some of the greatest musicians in the world. <laughs> I'm not just like, I wasn't just like carrying the bats. <laughs> you know what I mean? I can, hold my, I can hold mine down. I mean, they taught me that way. They taught me that. You know, so. Um, well, I've seen. You know, still a lot, still a lot to learn, though. You know, I'm always open to learning. You know, but I can hold it. Yeah, but you could. I mean, because I've seen you know your clips of doing things like Red Hot Mama and stuff like that. So, yeah, uh, oh, yeah. you can hold it down for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Thanks to them. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Wow. So while you were doing that and touring with them, were you still uh, writing songs for other people and stuff like that? Or did you kind of put that on hold? I kind of I kind of put that on hold a little bit. And I always uh, I, I love to write, you know, period, you know, but I, I was really just trying to do my own thing, you know, because sometimes it takes a lot to like, you know, when you're producing somebody else. You know, it has to be really something that I really, really like to do, the project. And sometimes, I mean, I have a lot of 
patience, but sometimes it's just like um, I'd rather put that time into myself after spending so much time as a writer and, you know, doing some production, you know, before um, joining P-Funk. So it actually, um, P-Funk gave me the opportunity to hone my craft and tighten up as a performer. And um, that's something that I really wanted to do. But now I'm really starting to do some writing for other people because I really love it. You know, I like writing, you know, but um, when I was out there with them, I, I don't, I think I made a I may have done a few things on the side for different people or they have me play something on their records or something like that. Yeah. You, so you also, you, you like also did appear on, on a couple of George's records, right? Like the, um, um, how late do you have to be before you're absent? Right. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, um, I went Gangsters to the love. Yeah, Gangsters of Love, right? Yeah. So mm -hmm. I, th I think the one was like 2005, and then that one was 2008, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I remember they did a, um, yeah. a signing, a release thing at Tower Records on Sunset Boulevard in uh, Los Angeles, and George and Gary and all those guys were there. I don't know mm -hmm. if you were present for that. Um, I, I think I was there. I was there. So maybe I saw you there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I definitely, I think I was there. Yeah. So that might have been one place yeah, where we I crossed that. Paths, but Yeah, I, I think that was the last time Tower was on the way out then, huh? Well, Even it's out then, now, right? which is a, a shame, you know. I mean, that was such a great, great spot. Yeah, 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 it was definitely a place to, yeah. What, um... You know, you mentioned about putting things in a book, but while you're here with us right now, is there one or two, like, really unforgettable um, shows or experiences with P-Funk that just are prominent in your mind that you could just share real quick? There's a bunch of them, but one I can think of... Uh uh, there was a time when we were playing with uh, Tommy Lee, Motley Crew. That was pretty cool. Um, and then Prince was always was cool. Just being on stage with Prince and um, Alicia Keys, that was pretty cool. Where was that? There's a bunch of this. That was at this place somewhere in. New York, NYC. I can't think of uh, the name of it, the place. I think it was, I don't know if it was the World Wrestling, some, I don't know, some place. I can find out, but I don't really know off the top of my head. But <clears throat> that was pretty cool. Did you get to interact with Prince at all? Yeah, I did. I remember, uh, I'm going to put that in my book <laughs> but it was pretty cool it was a pretty cool interaction between me and him and um, it was a couple as a matter of fact um, but there was a cool interaction with me him and it was me George Lenny and him it was like 
uh, during the review into the Joy Fantastic um, when he was doing that record. That was a pretty cool interaction. It was pretty funny. It's cool. Yeah. What was that at Paisley Park or what? Where was that? It was at Paisley. It was at Paisley Park. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. He's amazing. I got to meet his dad that day, and um, he was he was a workaholic man. He would he he start the show like start running the show like at like seven a.m. or something in the morning and run it all the way up until showtime, just back to back running it. Steve, he was Steve too. Wait, so was that part of that uh, DVD that they made that he taped that New Year's show and um, yeah, the time and George yeah. and everything was there. So yeah. that was part of that whole gathering, right? Yeah. I was there. I was I was on stage, and I was supposed to go on stage with Pops George when when um, when when he went up, but I was just I was just too shy, and I didn't do it. <laughs> but I actually went on afterwards, and I was up there somewhere. I was wearing a leopard hat, but I missed my shot there. <laughs> Can you be spotted anywhere on that video? I could probably spot me, but you probably. I mean, if you see somebody with a leopard hat on, <laughs> furry big ass hat, um, and like right when Prince is, uh, I forget the song where he's, he's, um, I just remember this. We were on stage dancing to, I forget what song. And I was pointing at Prince doing like this, and then everybody started Prince, pointing at Prince, and then Prince went. And he just started pointing up to the sky like this, and then everybody started pointing up to the sky. I remember that. That was, that was pretty deep. He was real, really receptive. He was, he was a trip. I remember seeing that, that piano he had that was like, he had just got it, I guess, and that... It was shaped like a bar of soap almost, kind of. And I think he had a remote control or something where he would do something and the, um, the top part would just open up like this. That was dope. There you go. I remember at that show too, I think there was uh, some kind of um, zip line or something or, or, or a rope that Morris Day or somebody swung in on or something crazy for yeah, Jungle Love, maybe. I didn't maybe. get to see. I didn't get to see. Uh, so he very well may have done that. I didn't get to see all of Morris's, uh, Morris's segment, but I love the time. They're like, they're like one of my favorites ever. Like, they're like some of the funkiest. Man. I'm gonna write a song for him one day. <laughs> He's had a couple of uh, new ones recently. He hadn't done anything for a while, so yeah. he was active again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That man's them, them, them guys are just it's awesome.
I just got just came in the mail today or yesterday. I got uh, Jelly Bean Johnson's first album ever. Have you ever heard him play guitar? Yeah, he's all over that playing guitar. He doesn't play any drums on it. It's only guitar. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, he shreds. <laughs> he's, 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 he's ridiculous. I got to see him play with... Uh, I can't think of that kid's name. That man's name. He... Damn, what is his name? Bad guitar player. Give me a hint. Can't think of his name. Is it John? Uh, he he was in a he was in a family band. Eric Gales. Eric Gales. I was gonna say Eric Gales. He's one of my big time favorites. He's one of my favorites. And uh, him and him and Jelly Bean were exchanging licks and playing. That's awesome. Gales is on a track Man. on the new record. He is? Yeah, they're playing oh, together on one track. One. Yeah. I gotta hear this. Jelly Bean is out cold on the guitar. I had no idea until I love a few Jesse years ago. Johnson too. Oh, oh yeah. that that he played like that? Yeah. He kinda kept that under, you know, close to his vest or something. He well, he did that black cat for Janet Jackson. He's doing the guitars on that, on her record. You know, he's pretty sick. Yeah, Jesse, I like Jesse. I wish Jesse would make another record. As a matter of fact, he went out with that. When we when we got to it, I mean, we may as well talk about it now. About um, dance on the mothership. Mm -hmm. I. What came to mind, you know, with that record, to me, was Jesse Johnson. Just, you know, the kind of stuff that he's done on his own, like um, Verbal Penetration mm -hmm. and a couple of the records that he's done where he's, like, really all over the place doing a lot of variety, a lot of great guitar, mm -hmm. and, um, mm -hmm. you know, just kind of, I, I don't know, it made me think of Jesse, but, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's, he, he, he's, he's a heavy influence. All of those guys, like they, I love them. I love their, I love their work. That's just, you know, and uh, man, definitely, definitely. If you heard, if you heard any influence, <laughs> you know, they definitely influenced and inspired you. You know, I love that that record. Too. You know, so congratulations on on doing that in twenty twelve. Yeah. Um, for those yeah. who haven't heard it, man, it's really um, got great variety of stuff, rock, funk, some mellow stuff, and just, um, I think it's its impressive, man. It's a little tour de force. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah. Um, right. Did it work out as you had envisioned and hoped for? And you know, how do you feel about that project? Absolutely. I feel really great about it. I mean, I learned a lot. I learned, you know, some things that I, you know, I want to do different. And, but I, it, I was at a space where I could like actually kind of concentrate and focus with no interruptions. And so I was able to just like, just cut no interruptions, totally quiet, no phone, no nothing. And just like go. And, um, 
I I um really got invested in that, like, and it was fun. And played everything, played all the instruments, and except for you know the horns and stuff like that. But um, and uh, I had a few background singers come in and sing, but I played all of that stuff myself. And um, it was uh, I can't wait to put out the new the newer music that I'm working on now. It's been so long, it's almost got like a quadruple album or something. <laughs> when you had George, she made an appearance on that uh, DOTMS too. And, oh, yeah. Um, but I got to mention a few of my favorites, if that's cool. Sure. Yeah, well, yeah. you know, me being a, a funkaholic, so um, the one is a jam. Uh, my intelli my intelligent... <laughs> <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a great tell a giant. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah, here and now. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, Mac with no hands. Yeah, yeah. Those were like, <laughs> yeah. Those ones you you mentioned. They go. They went over well. Like when we played them live, people really were receptive to those. We still get a good response from those when we play them. Yeah. Yeah, the Mac, and you have the shout out to uh, Star Child on that one, so that's a real P fun. Yeah, yeah, sure, yeah. That was like right after he, well, yeah, right after he passed away, actually. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But even stuff like um, Rockin', I mean, you know, it's like not everybody can dabble in the different genres and pull it off mm -hmm. and make it sound mm -hmm. authentic, you know? So mm -hmm. I mean, that's one of the great gifts that Prince had. And, um, mm -hmm. you know, you definitely pull, pulled it off in here. She's fire. You know, that rocks really good too. And, um, Thank you. yeah. So, um, did, did you hope that it would, you know, sell more than it did or, or get more airplay or sure you, yeah sure sure you know what it's like i didn't really have the um i had a couple of situations that were supposed to take place in like promoting the record and we set it up to launch and everything and then the people that were behind it kind of just fell off and i you know i just i never really just I never pursued it any further than what it went. And then I learned some more things about the industry and how to promote and do different things. So we're still like, you know, getting the records played, that record played in certain places and trying to pump it. But sure, yeah, I, I, I thought maybe it was going to go, you know, you know. But um, it was well received for the people that heard it and the people that still hear it it seems like they still like it so um yeah it's got legs know, who knows as they say <laughs> yeah <laughs> thank you uh <laughs> so and then you know as far as i know and you can you know fill me in and fill the viewers in after that you kind of put out some songs here and there and um, mm -hmm. things like that, but I'm not sure if you did another, you know, full-fledged project after that. No, no. What I'm doing now is I'm working on that project, full-fledged. And then I, I, I was testing the waters with a few things because I just wanted to make sure that the next music that I put out gets the right amount of exposure. And if I didn't have that, 
launching pad or have anything in place to set it up so that people could properly hear it. And like a lot of my friends said, man, you should just put it out. Just, just put it, just, just put it out. And I'm thinking, yeah, but I just wanted to get the proper exposure. You know, I wanted to be heard proper. And I wanted, sometimes I'm, you know, as a perfectionist, sometimes you, you perfect to the point where you don't get it <laughs> finished, you know, so. Yeah, people but, like uh, <laughs> Angelo and, uh, and Jesse and people yeah. like that, yeah. Right. Yeah, it's like, you know, you take so much time and, um, but uh, I'm really, really excited about some of the other music um, that I've done. And over that course of period of time, it's just been like just a lot of different things that I was experimenting with that I'd like the world to hear. And uh, the fact that, you know, this change in the world is going on. You I know, hadn't noticed. Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's sometimes it's good not to pay attention. <laughs> but um, I got some really, um, really good things that I, I want to say, you know, coming up. So. But, well, even last year, Tap Out was a jam, you know? And, yeah. You know, I, that seemed like you had it together for that to, you know, get some exposure. Yeah. We did like 37,000 streams, I guess, around, which is, it's okay, you know, but um, um, like I said, I just, I want to just be, I want to put the stuff in a machine or something that uh, can give it the proper exposure that it needs, you know, because it was definitely getting a lot of airplay. We were like in like 80 different independent stations around the country with that song. And it was doing pretty good, you know, and um, it's still being played somewhere. <laughs> you had Angelo on there. Are you uh, friends with uh, Fishbone or just oh, Angelo? Oh, yeah. Yeah. oh yeah. yeah, definitely. Definitely. He's, 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 uh, he's an icon. For sure, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. E energetic yeah. with a capital E, big time. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. Actually, well, I saw last year when people were still playing music out and George was doing the One Nation tour, which was supposed to be his last, but, um, and Fishbone was back together and they, they opened on that show, so that was really cool. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, Angelo, uh, badass. Uh, stay on, stay on the upfold is a is a cool funk jam too. I like that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll probably re-release some of those things, especially like that. You know, it's kind of appropriate right now in in the world. I guess it's always appropriate to be on the up and up. <laughs> yeah. Know? What uh, What about the group Cat Delic? Um, how did you uh, sort of conceptualize that? And um, yeah. is there anything you can tell us about who you have, you know, participating in that? Um, right now, everybody's kind of chilling right now. But we have, um, you know, Layla Corot, Leslie Grant, um, Adam, we call him Adam Baum. Um, he plays drums. Um, Kirk Peterson plays bass. 
and uh, uh, Rob Poole um, plays bass as well. We, we, we used to have two bass players. And um, that was basically, um, I mean, we were together for like, I think about six or seven years. And then we just evolved into becoming Cat Delic by not, you know, just a different version of, um, I don't want to say Funkadelic because Funkadelic is like something totally on its own thing, but like it definitely lends itself to Funkadelic, but it, it has its own, its own thing, you know. With blood, with the funkadelic blood running through, <laughs> if you will, you know. So, how long have you been in the Bay Area? Um, been in the Bay Area for about fifteen plus, probably years. Yeah. And when you're out and playing all those catdelic gigs and stuff like that, um, do you feel like? they're really receptive to the hardcore funk or are you sometimes doing it and people are kind of like staring at you wondering what you're doing or yeah we get it all we get it all we get we get judged before we get there we get loved when we get there we always get loved when we leave <laughs> but um um it's it's a a multitude of different things that go through people's minds when they, because they don't know what to expect sometimes, you know. And, um, um, but, but the Bay Area has always been receptive to us, and that's our home, you know. That's where we, that's where we funk the most, you know. And, um, there's, there's some good people up there and good, great musicians. A lot of great people come from there. And um, it's uh, it's been a, it's been it's been a great little great little run. It's definitely before this uh, COVID stuff, and we love our Santa Cruz. <laughs> we love we love all parts of of California for the most part, you know. So what Long mean? Beach, LA. What what? What makes funk special to you? You know, you mentioned that before, you know, you got with George and all that. You weren't really that into it growing up so much, but mm -hmm. you've been, you know, indoctrinated into it so much now. Yeah. And uh, yeah. you play it so much. Yeah. So what does funk yeah. mean to you? I guess the, I, I, I probably shouldn't say that I wasn't into it. I think I was just, I was just young and, and it was always around, but, um, and I really, I would dance to it and uh, play to it, but I, I guess I just didn't know who they actually really were because I was young. But um, funk is a lifestyle, really, you know, and it's and it and it has to be. Um, for me, it has evolved for me, just just through my own interpretation of what life is about for me, and so with those elements and the things that I've learned along the way and along um, through the years. Um, funk is, is fun. Funk is, is peace, you know. Funk can be volatile, you know. 
funk can be is not as volatile as some things, you know, but um, um, it just depends on what what you're listening to and what your response is to what you're listening to. But it's um, it has like um, I just find when you when you when you get into your funk, you can you can make things a lot more peaceful and pleasant and you can bring people together you know through funk because people because everything has got has got funk in it as far as i can see to some degree because we take some of those elements and we drop a little of that into the funk and mash it up and it's you know it becomes funkadelic you know so you know they say music is universal language right to me, yeah, that's true. But to me, funk even takes it beyond that somehow. It's like not only is it mm -hmm. universal language, but it's even deeper still. Yeah, yeah, it definitely is deeper. I mean, it's a phenomenon. It's a phenomenal phenomenon of music, and you know, your funk, your funk can protect you. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's it's. Uh, it's just all left into the inter interpretation, you know, you know, what you bring to the funk, you know, and then what you churn out is your funk, you know what I mean, your interpretation, because, you know, this musician's interpretation of funk might not be the same as mine, or we might meet eye to eye on this particular song, but then I might expand on that. Because I think that's what they really wanted us to do when they were teaching us, you know, how to play and do different things is to take these things and expand and make them better, make them brighter. Not that they need to be better, but I'm just saying, like, take them, take them further than what we could take them, you know, and then call us to come along, you know, if you can, so we can continue, you know doing it, you know, and it just continues to evolve into, you know, being beautiful, you know. Yeah. You know, so it's, a, it's definitely a lifestyle, you know. Hey, so <laughs> how can, um, how can viewers and listeners best keep up with what you might have in the pipeline and, you know, keep up with uh, Ron Cat and Cat Delic and all that? Um, if they go to my um, my Instagram, they can hit me on there. Go to um, the Ron Cat. Uh, what is my Instagram? I don't know what it is. I think it's Cat uh, Delic. That's my Instagram, I believe. And then if you go to Ron Cat that not. Um, might need to be updated. I've kind of fallen off the social media since this COVID stuff. I haven't really been like keeping up with a lot, and just um, I've been making new music and it's time to do like a little overhaul and stuff. But um, that's a good way. Um, just go to Cat Deli. Um, That's, oh, it's Ron Cat Spearman. 
Cat Delic. That's the Instagram. That's a good way to to keep up with me. And so, should we expect to see some new music, like an actual project, in twenty twenty one? Yes, pretty soon. Yeah, definitely. We're doing a couple of different things. We're doing a couple of projects with a host of people for Netflix coming up, um, and I can keep you posted on that. Um, we'll be coming the first of the year. It's a Feed the World project. Um, we just released like a little PSA kind of video. Um, it's called Don't Bully. Don't Bully. Um, I saw the video, yeah. Yeah, yeah, some of our kids. Um, but um, the rest of the music will be coming out like um, the first, uh, second part of uh, the first of the year. We'll definitely look forward to that. It's about time, man. It's about funkin' time, as they say. Yeah, yeah. It's about funkin' time. That should be a song. It's about funkin' time for real. Yeah. Hey, well, yeah. Ben, really good talking to you, and I appreciate your time, and uh, thanks for all the great music. Thank you. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Continue to be well yeah. and safe, and uh, look forward you to too. a good 2021. Thanks, man. You too. Peace to you. Thanks. Yeah. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Truth and Rhythm. A big thank you goes out to our guest as well as to you, the viewer and listener. Also, much gratitude to Pleasure for supplying the show's funky opening and closing music. As a reminder, you can always access the complete list of linked shows by episode at funkinstuff.net. I urge you to support this program and receive the extra benefits along with that by subscribing to the Funk and Stuff channel on YouTube and sharing it with funk, R&B, and jazz lovers, joining Truth and Rhythm's membership program at Patreon, submitting a donation at funkandstuff.net, buying Everything is on the One, the first guide to funk book at Amazon, shopping at the Funky Things store for cool merchandise at funkandstuff.net, and linking through funkinstuff.net for all of your Amazon purchases. In addition, if you're an artist or anyone seeking proven, results-oriented, professional marketing, PR, writing, or editing consultation or production, check out the media services section at funkinstuff.net. Also, I encourage you to drop me a line at scottg at funkinstuff.net. I love the feedback, suggestions, guest requests, appearance and sponsorship inquiries, and just talking about my favorite subject, groove-based music. For now, and as always, this is Scott Dr. GX Wolfine saying, keep on keep vibing, on vibing to the rhythm of the one.